0: Stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. I'm here with the coach, John Brent. And I'm here with the vet, Mr. Ian Griffin. Man, I'm excited about finishing this one up. We had such a great time last week. Yep.
1: Yeah, so Cuban Missile Crisis number two. Dose. Dose, so we are on it. So let's kick it off, little, coach.
0: All right, I'm going to give a little recap where we kind of are. Uh, we, we already talked about where Batista was actually overthrown by uh, Fidel Castro with the help of the Argentine great Che Guevara. We have them getting a little bit closer to the Soviet Union than we really wanted them to, especially being that close, as we said, 90 miles from uh, Florida. Uh, where we kind of wa- want to kick it real quick is the CIA director at that time comes in and tells the president, hey, man, I think that these Cubans, <laughs> there's missiles down there. We think maybe there's some medium range ballistic missiles there. Just one day later in a speech, the Soviet foreign minister Gromyko says any attack on Cuba is going to mean a war on this country on his country, meaning the Soviet Union. And then just one month later, almost the day, the U.S. obtained the evidence uh, that the nuclear m- missiles were stationed in western Cuba. Two days later, uh, Kennedy and his advisors discuss what they're going to do, you know, diplomatically, militarily. And uh, Kimiko then meets with Kennedy, tells him, oh, no, 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 it's just for defense. Kennedy don't believe him. And then Kennedy on T- Kennedy on TV says, that we have the presence of these offensive missiles, which was a, I think a key word of the time probably scared the crap out of people, uh, and that at this point most historians or people that study this believe that that was the closest our country has ever come to a nuclear war. And even Robert Kennedy said in the Thirteenth Day uh, book um, that it was absolutely the most terrifying time of his political life. So that's kind of where we are right now. Uh, and so I'm gonna kick this back to you. You know, uh, let's get this so thing We can finish up.
1: So, Coach, the, the, the possible uh, solutions they two things I'm gonna cover is the possible solutions that they were offered were six of them. The second, but the first thing I want to cover is the relationship with John F. Kennedy and Robert Kennedy. Everybody bash the current president Trump with the relationship with he had with his family in office, but Robert Kennedy had, and JFK had the same thing. He had that closeness and. Robert Kennedy happened to be the person he talked to a good bit and confided in in, in a lot of this here, from what I understand. So anyway, yeah. um, so yeah. the, the, the six responses that the U.S. negotiated was do nothing at all. They weren't scared of the Soviet. We, we knew we were vulnerable a little bit, but it was nothing new. Uh, utilize diplomatic pressure to get Russia to remove the missiles. Uh, a secret approach. Offer Castro, a choice of splitting with the Russians or being invaded. Uh, another one, a full-fledged invasion and overthrow Castro. Five was an airstrike to all known missile sites and just to liberate them, you know, pull the Israeli thing. <laughs> and the the last one was a blockade the US Navy to block any missiles from arriving. And uh and if you look at that, we could have easily done the invasion. What the outcome would have been on the other side, who knows? We could have done an an airstrike easily and done it. Uh, But the blockade demonstrates our ability to do whatever the flip-flop we wanted to do because we could have still done an invasion afterward. We still could have done an airstrike. So I'll throw it back to you, Coach.
0: Yeah, and, and, you know, one of the things that we have to realize is, we did talk about it last week, was uh, Khrushchev refused to remove the missiles, saying the world would not be intimidated by the U.S. and put the blame on, Crisis on Kennedy, which was absolutely like, no, I'm not cheating. You're cheating. You know, it's like you tell that to your spouse and you're busted. No, I'm yeah. and, and then, so Kennedy actually, right after that, sent a letter, which was different at the time. You can't just pick up a phone or do a, you know, now a teletype, same way. Well, he actually sent a letter through the uh, through channels directly to President Khrushchev, laying responsibility for the crisis in the Soviet Union. But see how they did it differently. Khrushchev did it publicly, and Kennedy realizes he did not need to disrespect him publicly. He needed to disrespect him privately and say, no, man, this is on you, because publicly then it came out that it was going to be a pissing contest. And Kennedy, Kennedy, that was one of the best diplomatic parts, I believe, of this whole thing, is he realized that if we do it in the public, this is going to end up being a whole lot bigger than if I just said, look, let's have a conversation. Uh, So he actually sent that letter on October 25th. He didn't know the response yet, but one day later, the U.S. began discussions about invading Cuba. I mean, that's how crazy it was and how – Yeah.
1: So two things I'll say, Coach. One thing about uh, Khrushchev. First of all, those that don't know, Khrushchev came in and he was – he was the first to be at this one position, but pretty much the president of Russia, okay? Russia. But he was the first person to be at this one position. I can't think of what it's called. Anyway, but he denounced a lot of, th- the first secretary of the Communist Party to the Soviet Union is what it's called. He denounced Stalin, okay, and all his tactics. He was the first one to do that. So he actually did a lot of good for Russia. But what you kind of alluded to is a leader of Russia cannot show weakness publicly. He can do that no. behind the scenes right. and all this stuff, but he cannot do it publicly. And so Khrushchev wound up writing a letter back. Exactly. And the letter he wrote back was, We're both tugging on this rope, and in the middle is a knot. And the further we tug, the tighter this knot comes. Well, we will never be able to untie this knot. Maybe we should relax and just undo the knot, is yeah. what he wrote to him. And so, yeah, go ahead, and, coach. I mean,
0: In in a book called The Crisis Years, when we did our top five books, I said that was one of my top five books. It's it's Khrushchev's perspective and Kennedy's perspective into these crisis years we're talking about in the early 60s. He sent that letter to Kennedy proposing to remove the missiles on the condition that Kennedy would never invade Cuba. I mean, of course, also was we're going to move uh, we're going to remove the missiles threatening Soviet Union from Turkey. We all hear about that, which Kennedy never at that time really wanted to talk about. But to say you'll never invade Cuba is a really tough position for Kenny to be in, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. I Means Castro can do what he wants. He can not only can he thumb his you know his nose at us, but he can also do any kind of thing he wants. They can have you know more communists built up there. They can have more whatever. And I think that's a very very bad place to be. And I, I'd hate to be in Kennedy, you know, sitting back at the desk after he read that letter, going, "Never invade Cuba." Yeah. And and,
1: and what I'll say is he you know, we never publicly came out and said we're just taking missiles out of out of Turkey. He did that off to the side as a side note saying, hey, we'll do this and we'll take these out of Turkey. Maybe not Italy, but we'll take them out of Turkey and uh, those missiles specifically out of Turkey. But they didn't advertise that. And there's a problem with that, too, is because NATO that was a major thorn in, in NATO's side was him removing that out of there. So he was burning bridges, not just with Turkey. And he did burn bridges, to Turkey. And to be honest, if you remember, when we went to Iraq, I think that was still in their mind. Hey, dude, you're not coming to the Northern Corridor because you kind of scorned us way back in the day. I think that played a little role. it. And then second, with NATO itself, it it really did not stick well with NATO. So it kind of weakened our alliance in NATO to be quite frank with that. So anyway, go ahead, coach. I'm sorry.
0: Well, no, one of the things is I, I, this whole time period was so, I mean, you have to realize how touchy that was. This was a very touchy situation that everybody was trying to play, you know, a public persona and the behind the scenes trying to come to this uh, agreement. But one of the things that almost blew this whole thing, when I look back at it, especially when you study the, uh, the JFK assassination. Fast forward a year later, we're we're, we're learning the name of Lee Harvey Oswald. But back then Lee Harvey Oswald worked at the military base that on October the 27th, the U S spy plane that went down with Francis Gary powers in it in Soviet airspace, Oswald worked at that air base. And so this was like, are you kidding me? We're trying to do all this correctly. And then all of a sudden a spy plane flies down (laughs) into Soviet airspace and gets lost. And this was this was crazy because that was a big I'm sure Kennedy thought, what in the hell are y'all doing with this kind of, you know, situation we got going on, sending spy planes over into Russia? I mean, this could cause, you know, somebody to push a button, but, you know, it was just a tough time. But later that afternoon, and that's why I'm going to kind of pass it back to you, even though the plot the spy plane went down and it was a very touchy situation. If you read, uh, you know, 13 days, Kennedy agreed on the 27th of October. To President Khrushchev's proposal and a secret condition, you pointed it out, that the US would remove its missiles stationed in Turkey. Don't tell the public. Could you imagine? Let's say, I'm going to say this, If I want to ask you this question. Donald Trump, William Barr, too close of a relationship, right? Yeah. We have the President of the United States and his brother making a secret deal, and we're going to lie to the American public for national security, and we're going to remove our missiles from Turkey, and don't tell the public or Congress. Did you imagine that day? Oh yeah, four military
1: sales. We don't have the missiles there. This is this is the recipe of so-called Ukraine. You know, uh, uh, Na- you know Nancy going. We yeah, peace. Passed, peace. We passed budget for this. Now
0: yeah.
1: I, I do got to say one thing. Gary Powers he was shot down a couple of years earlier. And in the, oh, there was was. Another, this is a
0: different spy plane.
1: Yeah, there was another U two spy plane that got shot down. And they were petrified. That they they were reluctant yeah. to fly the spy plane over, fearing that the surface-to-air missiles would hit. And sure enough, it did. And wow. uh, and uh, and the the first one, Gary Powers, changed the paradigm of the world. Also, uh, but this in here, but the way I understood it, once it was shot down, Kennedy didn't really address that much. He just moved on with the crisis, and just <laughs> like, yeah, something happened. I don't know, you know, kind of yeah. kind of deal. Could you imagine Jim Acosta talking to him? What do you mean? Oh, you don't know. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we yeah. need America needs answers right now because I need my ratings to go up. You know, exactly. I, who cares about national security? So, well, uh,
0: but, but you're absolutely
1: right, coach, to deal with that is, that is almost like what the the Ukraine incident was portrayed to be like. And mm. and the Democratic Party, hails JFK as they should, because he's the last damn one worth the crap out of him. But he did the same thing. And, you know, and he's glorious, you know, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, you have to think about how much politics has changed in fifty years. Imagine the president of the United States appointing his brother to attorney general. Imagine Trump or Biden putting their son in that. It wasn't that much different. I mean, Kennedy's hero, uh, Robert Kennedy's hero was his brother, JFK. He would have he done anything for him. It's what we read about. Could you yeah. admit, imagine the speculation of everything that was made in that? So, one more day later, I want to kick this off and throw it at the very end of this. We said on the 27th, Kennedy agrees to uh, Khrushchev to uh, secret condition to get the missiles out of Turkey. But I love what President Khrushchev had to do. The next day, on the 28th of October, he goes over radio Moscow and announces that he agreed to remove the missiles from Cuba. Now. People don't really realize this, that that was looked at as weakness. And he went ahead and did it to his own people. That was something different uh, because normally Khrushchev would come on Radio Moscow and say they blinked. They did what I wanted to do. We didn't do anything, even though actually they would do exactly what, you know, Kennedy wanted to do. But all this played out. You know, a year later, we lost the president, Kennedy. And a lot of people believe the reason they lost President Kennedy was the way that he handled the Bay of Pigs, that he, he, he handled the Cuban Missile Crisis, the military. You know, if you get into conspiracy stuff about, the, you know, the CIA, the FBI, the ONI and and, and, the, and all these working to kind of cover up something, people say, why would they cover up the murder of their own president? This is the kind of stuff that pisses military people off. You tell me to go do something and you don't send in the, the air support me to go do something and then you back away i mean so, this is stuff the military don't like
1: so so coach I'll, I'll say this first of all if if you let's fast forward for a second let's go to jimmy carter years in the iran uh the iran hostage situation and he he at least sent some special forces helicopters in there but that was right. a blunder from hell i mean they crashed yeah. it was a fiasco it was a blatant blunder just deal with a play of pigs. And, and My hat's off John F. Kennedy because he's the one that started the JFK Special Warfare School. I mean, we have these special forces because of John F. Kennedy. All right, But, dude, you alienated. You turned your back on us. This is what they make Rambo movies over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is He's there by himself. Hey, dude, sorry you're on the beach. We're not giving you no air cover. Who cares? You're on your own, guy. Yeah. Hope you got your 210 rounds. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. It, well, he just left him.
0: Yeah, he did. Left him there just to die. I mean, yeah. And the the anti Castro Cubans that he was actually uh, he authorized through Robert Kennedy to train down in Florida to a possible invasion to take out Castro. Those guys were the ones that were leading and heading that thing. And they're like, "Wait a minute! How can we trust you to you take out Castro when you won't even give us support? You said that you're training us for and giving us money for. I mean, you just totally backed out. It was it was crazy." <laughs> Go ahead. It, it, what, what, the first, the, the the day of the beach landing,
1: they secured the eject and they were moving forward. Yeah. And it was what failed was his decision not to support them the rest of the way. Exactly. And you're just like, yeah, what the flip flop. You can send That's a soldier right. anywhere. If you tell him you support him, he'll go anywhere. He'll go to Antarctica and count penguins for you. I mean, yeah. come on.
0: Well, so, I want to wrap this up. I'll wrap this up and just say this, that we don't realize today uh, especially their younger generation, even when I teach this, it's kind of hard to let people know the emotions that people that grew up at that time, you talk to your dad and my dad of how close we really were to war. And when you actually read some of the players, Robert McNamara and-, and Robert Kennedy's book, when they talk about this time period, and even Khrushchev, it literally, literally was moments that they thought yeah. all out nuclear war for the first time. We've never seen anything since then and to be honest with you, the only way to get any closer to that would actually be to hit the button. I mean, that's how close we were in my, in my estimation.
1: So the the other thing, the 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 grand scheme of the outcome is it leveled the playing field between the two countries. It True. allowed it uh, Russia started producing more weapons and things of that nature. It leveled the playing field. We pulled secretly because we wouldn't <laughs> tell our people missiles out of out of Turkey, which Russia won that idea. We were able to keep them out of Cuba. So we kind of won that part of it. But in the long haul, Russia kind of got the advantage uh, because we pulled our deterrent out of of, uh, Turkey. And we also all of a sudden started playing on a mutually assured destruction uh, uh, type of scenario instead of, hey, we're just the bad boys on the block. You don't have the nukes that we got, and we can launch them in your backyard, and you can't. So sh- screw you. Well, that went out the window then. After that, so it changed how we did yeah. things
0: a lot. So yeah, it, it sure did. And and one of the things it's kind of like I look back at it now and look, it says you know it's kind of like when somebody there's a kidnapping for ransom, and you pay the ransom. Uh, once you pay that ransom, uh, yes, you get your person back, and everybody feels all you know good inside. But what you've done then is you set the standard from that point forward. If you do something against me, instead of me kicking your ass, I'm going to pay you some money or I'm going to move my troops out of Turkey or my missiles out of Turkey, then it kind of takes that big bad boy, uh, uh, you know, emblem off your chest and go, I'm just as equal as you.
1: Yeah, You're supposed to pay the ransom, get them back, followed by an hour later tomahawk strike. <laughs>
0: there you go. All right, I like <laughs> this, man. I really appreciate this one.
1: Yep. Yep. So this is good. So, uh, Hey, so we're going to do a few other ones coming up and uh, we'll let you know about those. Uh, but, uh, you know, we always talked about that. We're about government politics, history, social events, and sports and anything Texas, we kind of neglected the history part. And so we're going to try to do these on Mondays to, to wrap it around. So any questions you got on the Cuban missile crisis, or you go, Hey coach, or Hey bet, you don't know what to flip flop this.
0: We forgot about this and this and this hit us up. We want to hear it. Cause we, we, we like to get smarter. Be honest. And last thing I'll say is we do have some uh, uh, some followers that we've we've talked to from time to time. And I even, we even had, you know, uh, coaching that might even remember being a child or, or when this was going on. So if anybody uh, watches this, that was a that time, tell us what you felt or do you have a story? Maybe your father or uncle or somebody told you, you know, uh, how they you know, how they felt when this was going on, because we'd like to know this, put that down in the comments and we've got some great stuff coming forward. I really I really like this. Cool. So, from the coach. To the vet.
1: (laughs) Stay tuned, stay tuned, stay 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 (laughs) tuned.